On today's show, Sammy Robinson confirms she's single. Michaela Tester gets set for her own show. Olivia Rogers shows how to lose a husband in seven months. And Mitch Orville and Kurt Till's surprising friendship. Hello and welcome to Outspoken. It's your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Sophie Torbert and the countdown is officially on to your engagement party, Amy. It is this Saturday and we're sitting in your house at the moment recording and there's a ladder in the bathroom. There's open (laughs) pots of paint. You're in full reno mode and I'm a little bit scared that there's only a few more days left. I feel like I'm on the block currently and I'm (laughs) just getting ready for that big reveal on Saturday. So as you said, I decided last night that I was going to paint the bathroom. This is after painting the kitchen. I'm so sick of painting. I never want to see a paintbrush again in my whole life. I helped you the other day. I did a few skirting boards that I did <laughs> around the window. I'm a bit of a perfectionist though. It was so funny because you were putting on the first layer of paint, which it doesn't really matter. It's always just a bit rough and you were doing it so precisely. You actually did a really, really good job. I'm good at painting. I do have to apologize about my voice during this. I am still having the after effects of COVID. I just want my voice to go back to normal. At least I have it. I lost it over the weekend. And you will notice that Kate's voice isn't here because she's got some weird throat infection. So unfortunately, she's absent for this episode. Hopefully, she'll be back for Friday. We're all being struck down. I know. It's not good. I kind of think we need to explain why we all think Sammy's going to get the drunkest Sammy Robinson has ended growing speculation, confirming she's split from Jordan Simi and is living her best single girl era. Sophie, how did she break the news? Well, funnily enough, it was all announced on a good friend and fellow influencer Katia Milan's TikTok. So Sammy and Katia were out for dinner and drinks with a number of blue ticks, including Bella Valaris and Jade Tunchi. And just a little side note, seeing all of these women together in one video, I think it truly emphasized and amplified Just how hot they all are. I know. I thought that too. I actually didn't realize that they were all really good friends. And then I had this flashback to that trip they did in South Australia with the SATC. Is that how they all became friends, do you think? Well, Sammy and Katia have been friends for a long time. And then Sammy became friends with Jade Tunchi when she went on an influencer trip to Japan. And Steph Smith was also on the trip. I think they go to a lot of things Mm. together. Anyway, getting back to the video. So in the video, each influencer is guessing who they think will get the drunkest tonight. And they all go along and introduce themselves and say who they think it is. So Katia, Bella and Jade all picked Sammy. And then Katia said, we need to explain why we all think Sammy is going to get the most drunk tonight. Now, Bella dropped the biggest bombshell saying that Sammy is single. Here's what she said. I think Sammy is going to get the most drunk because she's in her hot girl single era. Yes, I am. (laughs) It's because my dad raised me that way. I feel like Bella has a habit now of breaking news before it happens. Because remember, she shared all of those videos and photos of Jade's wedding. Yeah, well, it was funny because a few of the other girls around the table gasped when she said, (laughs) oh, Sammy's single. And they were like, are you recording? Is this allowed on? (laughs) I'm surprised Katia shared it, but she must have got the tick approval from Sammy. Well, Katia then asked in the video, oh, Sammy, can I say the whole truth of what's happened? And Sammy was like, no. So clearly more shit has gone down. And I just thought it was such a chaotic way to find out. And I kind of love that they did it in this way because it made you feel like you were one of their friends Mm. sitting, having drinks, gossiping with them. And I feel like everybody watching that video 
would have felt sorry for Sammy, one, that she's been having to go through this ordeal of a relationship with Jordan Simi. There's obviously all the rumours about that French toast, the friend of his that he was pictured with. Yeah, well, as listeners will remember, a couple of weeks ago, Sammy unfollowed Jordan because he shared a series of posts with a French model called Julia Courts, and he affectionately named her French toast. And he also shared these videos of them in the back of a taxi together, and he captioned it French kiss. However, Jordan claimed that they were just friends and that he and Sammy were still very much together, despite all of the unfollowing. Now, Sophie, I feel like you need to give listeners a bit of an update because a few episodes ago, you dropped that Julia had actually followed your dog Archie's Instagram account, but there's been more (laughs) since. Well, that's the thing. Quite a lot of blue ticks follow him, but they're all people from different countries that I don't really know who they are. But yeah, so she followed him and then she left me, well, DM'd me asking where I got Archie from. And I almost feel too awkward to write back to her because I don't know if she's quite picked up on the connection. (laughs) No, she clearly hasn't. Her message was lovely. But anyway. I actually think, how cute would a Cocker Spaniel called French Toast be? (laughs) I reckon it would go off on social media. Definitely. Anyway, getting back to all of the Jordan drama. So since all of the unfollowing has happened... He has continued to share stories with Julia and also a number of other French models, one by the name of Teresa. And it appears that in Cartier's video, Sammy has clapped back at Teresa. So as you would have heard in the upsot, in the video, Sammy says, it's because my dad raised me that way and then gave the finger. In the video, you can also hear that she's almost cut off. And I swear she was about to say, fuck off. Mm. Anyway, so on its own, this quote makes absolutely no sense, but in context, it does. So the French model Teresa shared a quote saying, my mum raised me right, but I like to do shit like my dad. So she is referencing this other French model's quote in this breakup announcement. Wow. So do you think that initial quote by the model was aimed at Sammy? I think it was. I think it was her saying, oh, yeah, I'm a good girl, but I like to go off the rails and do crazy shit because that's what my dad does. Please, Katia and Sammy, share more. Everybody wants to see more of these kinds of TikToks. I find it funny because I feel like Sammy has been really silent on her own Instagram and platforms and she's played it really classy. But everyone will know I'm a big fan of Sammy and I kind of love this pettiness from her. Definitely. To mention the quote. Well, you know what? When you're dealing with somebody who is petty and I feel like Jordan has done a lot of petty things online, you kind of have to go down to their level sometimes and I feel like that's what she's doing. She's showing one that she's out and about with her hot friends having a hot girl summer even though it's been cold and she's gone, nah, I'm single, fuck you. Well, Jordan's also been sharing really odd posts. So four days ago, he wrote, I look at every day with you as a gift. And then he shared photos of himself with the French models and Mm. amongst other photos of him at the beach. So I feel like Sammy has just taken so much of this shit without saying anything. I just think bring back Nick. I don't know if he's in a relationship. He is. He's in a relationship with a girl that kind of looks like Sammy. I love those A blonde girl. I thought they were really cute together, but... I did hear whispers in the background that things weren't so happy. I I feel like the world's her oyster. I'm sure there's plenty of other guys. And also, maybe she needs the time to live her best single girl era. She's so young. It's summer coming. It's going to be her hot girl summer. You want a documentary about me? Well, guess what? I have a little secret. 
TikToker and OnlyFans creator Michaela Tester has revealed cameras will soon be following her every move. Sophie, it appears a new show will be coming out about her life. Yeah, so she broke this news during a TikTok live. So a follower wrote in the comments section that someone should create a documentary about her. And she replied saying that she has just struck a deal with a popular app that wants to shoot a show about her. Here's what she said. I've got a little little deal coming up. I'm not going to say what it is, but I have a little deal with an app that is a really popular app that wants to do a little show on me and I'm doing it. So, yeah, you guys are going to love it. It's going to start soon. So I might, I might not be able to post vlogs for a little while because I don't want to ruin it. A popular app. Do we know which app it is? Well, it looks like it's going to be Snapchat. Now, that is only speculation at the moment because after Michaela made her announcement, she shared an Instagram story where she put up her Snapchat profile and asked her followers to follow her on there also. If it is Snapchat, that is a really good move by them because a lot of young people have been saying Snapchat is dead yeah. Like nobody uses it anymore, but if someone like Michaela Tester is going to be on there. Yeah, it's such a genius move by Snapchat because so many Gen Zers have moved to TikTok instead. And I feel like Snapchat has really lost its relevance. And I didn't even realize that Snapchat has this thing called Snap Originals. So they're these little mini series that they've been doing for a couple of years now. And basically they are shot in the vertical orientation and they're made for really swift consumption. So they appear on the Snapchat Discover page. Have Mm -hmm. you seen them before? I have seen the Snapchat stories that happen that brands put up in different media publications. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. And they are developed and paid for by Snapchat, but they're produced by a third-party production company and they currently have more than 150 Snap originals and many have featured big-name influencers or celebrities like Addison Rae, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio and also Megan The Stallion. And the only thing that I find confusing is a couple of months ago, Snapchat laid off 20% of its staff and did this restructure. Probably to fit the influencer bill. No, but basically Snapchat stock prices have plummeted. So they said that they need to cut costs. So in August, it was announced that Snap would no longer be investing in original programs. So it's very confusing whether her putting up the Snapchat and asking people to follow her was just a coincidence or whether maybe they've suddenly had a big influx of money and they're moving towards this again. Well, when I initially saw the news, I assumed it would be a YouTube original series because there's been so many people like Paris Hilton who've been doing their own YouTube series. It would just make more sense to me because I don't really feel like people use Snapchat to consume documentaries. Well, do you know what is so weird? Because when I was looking into this story, I found out that they, like two weeks ago, they have released Snapchat Plus and basically it's this subscription service where you pay $3.99 a month for all of these extra features. And it's quite clear that the features that they're offering are targeted at really young people, like teenagers, because one of the features that caught my attention is something called Ghost Trail. So you know how there's a map on Snapchat? Mm. Basically, if you pay this subscription service, you can see where your friends are all the time. It draws this yellow line to show everywhere they've been that past 24 hours. Is this, is this only if they agree to be on yeah, the map? They have to agree to be on the maps, but most people probably don't realize that their friends might have this subscription service. So it shows everywhere because you can choose not to be on your phone. So it won't show up. But I mean, 
I don't get it because it's really this stalking feature. I feel like that would put some people off though from being on there. The fact that they could potentially be spied on. Well, another feature is called best friend forever pin. So, you know, on Snapchat, how whoever's your best friend is the person that you interact with most on Snapchat. And basically you can get little fire emojis if you have Snapchat streaks with them. So is this new thing where you can pin who your number one best friend is and it's very reminiscent of MySpace. I don't feel like this is going to get the Gen Zers back in. Who's going to pay for that shit? I feel like it's kind of like, you know, um, how some people pay to be on dating apps like Tinder. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that you would feel like a bit sad admitting to buying. Like yeah. I've, I've um, just got Snapchat Plus so I can spy on all my friends. And one of the other features they have is that you can see how many times your Snapchat story has been replayed, but they don't tell you who it's been replayed by. It's oh. all these petty new features. It is similar to TikTok because, you know, on TikTok now, almost makes you automatically say, yes, I'm on public so people can see when I yeah. visit their page. I hate that. They try and trick you into doing it. Snapchat must be thinking that Gen Zers want to know this information. Yeah. I got caught out the other day. I was on LinkedIn and <laughs> I was in my news feed and somehow I thought I was clicking on the update. Yeah. But I clicked on the person's profile. It was my old boss who I did not want to be clicking on. Oh, no. I was so embarrassed. You know, when you immediately try and shut the program down, <laughs> you think, oh, if I was only on there for a second, maybe it didn't count. I've got a question. When you click see more on someone's LinkedIn profile, does that come up as you've looked at their page? I don't know what the see more thing is. You know, like if someone writes a big post and there's photos and you click yeah, see that's more what, to that's read That's what it. I got screwed over. Yes, yeah. it takes you to their what page. What the hell? It's like a trap. I did something kind of wacky. I used Photoshop at work today to composite our faces together to see what our kids would look like. Our family album. This weekend, a bittersweet photo showing Olivia Rogers alongside her ex-husband Justin McKeon surfaced on Instagram following the sale of their home. The photo was shared by a real estate agent managing the former couple's property and was quickly reshared by Influencer Updates. Now, this was a really awkward photo, Amy. I know I was so surprised when I saw this photo surface online. So for those who haven't seen the photo, it shows Olivia and Justin standing in front of the sold sign of their old home with what appears to be the new owner of the home. So Olivia is in the middle and she's got her arm around the lady who was holding up a bottle of champagne. Justin is on the left with his hands in his pockets. And I feel like there's clear body language there that they're obviously not together. They've been asked to pose for this photo. They're a little bit awkward. Who the fuck asked them to pose for this photo? I, I feel like it was so inappropriate. When do you ever see two people who've recently separated mm. posing in a photo? Clearly the sale of their house is a turbulent time for them. It's an upsetting time. Why do you want a happy snap of that? Well, it's the agent who shared the photo. So very he, poor form of them. I know. So he tagged both Olivia and Justin in the photo. So is this his way of just getting promotion for his real estate company? Basically, I'm assuming he thought maybe they would reshare the photo and it would get this agent a lot more publicity because he's tagged Olivia and Justin in it because it was a really good sale for them. So Olivia and Justin's house sold for $1.25 million. And it was $100,000 over the reserve price. That's quite cheap for Melbourne. Well, it was a townhouse. It didn't have a huge backyard or anything but like that. But I feel that. like a shed in Sydney and Melbourne <laughs> sells for one mil. Well, I feel like it is a good result. It sold for $100,000 over the reserve price. So I can imagine the agent wanted to show off and say, look at us, we can sell this house. It's gone for hundred k over. But you can imagine Justin and Olivia wouldn't be too happy with this photo online. Well, also, I think he just wanted his 
company reshared to hundreds of thousands of people but there's no way that olivia was going to reshare this photo but anyway it wasn't shared from the company account it was actually shared from his private instagram oh, account that's weird and it also tagged another one of the agents i must note that neither of them reshared the photo why would you now this same real estate agent he gave quotes to realestate.com.au that were then picked up by a big media publication so it's pretty clear that this was a big pr campaign for him. So he told the publication that it's obviously a challenging time for Olivia and Justin, but getting above expectations in the house situation helps them both out. It's a massive weight off their shoulders. I think that's a bit off to mention their personal situation. I just wonder if that was approved, if they said, yeah, that's fine. You can talk to the media because we don't want to. It was also quoted in this publication that the former couple bought the house for $985,000 back in 2020. So they have made quite a profit off it. It's good to see because they did seem to put a lot of effort into the renos, which were widely promoted on Olivia's Instagram account. So it is a good result. I hope they can both now move on from this awful time. Now, just back to the photo of Olivia and Justin. After this photo emerged online, I noticed that Olivia shared a stunning photo of herself at podcast at Michelle Andrews' wedding. So Olivia wore a beautiful yellow dress that looked a lot like Kate Hudson's dress in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And Olivia captioned the post, apparently it's giving How to Lose a Husband in 7 Months. It's quite funny because Laura Henshaw also attended Michelle Andrews' wedding and she was wearing a yellow dress too. And prior, hours prior to this post of Olivia's going up, Laura did this reel where she and her partner Dalton were miming to an iconic line in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So I was like, oh my God, everyone's claiming this Kate Hudson moment. Well, her dress did look a bit like Kate Hudson. Yeah, it did. Henshaw, so I can kind of see why she did that. Well, talking of blue ticks, as you said, Laura Henshaw was at the wedding and she commented on Olivia's post. She wrote, this is the best caption of all time, which was liked over 700 times. And one of Olivia's friends tagged her manager in it and joked that she hoped this caption was approved by her. I think it was a good PR move by Olivia because I think it tried to take attention away from the awkward photo of her and Justin at the auction. Oh, definitely. I think it was a really smart move. And it also got everybody talking about how stunning Olivia looked. I noticed that she also brought her mum along to the wedding, which would have felt really awkward because clearly Justin would have been invited. They well, seem to be friends with Michelle and her partner. Well, reading into the quote, clearly she felt awkward attending a wedding so soon after yeah. her own knowing that she was no longer with her husband. Mm. And I love that she just owned it yeah. by putting that quote out there it was iconic you would stand there going oh what you're so immature that's how you talk it no i don't because i'm too chubby for you and you, I, the way that you that you're too you posh, imitate you're too people you only live two minutes down a row from me i've never said i'm love. posh when have i ever said well, well you act like you're above rock. everyone over the weekend, podcaster Michelle Andrews tied the knot with longtime partner Mitch. And just like Michelle's hens, it was a star-studded event. Now, before we get into it, Soph, can you tell me about this beautiful wedding? Well, Michelle and Mitch got married at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Victoria, which is where they had their very first date. I also think that's where they got engaged as well. And Michelle spoke on her podcast about how she was scared about the weather, but they were very fortunate to have very clear blue skies and no rain during the ceremony. What is with this weather right now? I'm feeling for anybody who has a November wedding, people would have paid top dollar and it's just been awful weather. That's why I booked mine in March because I feel like this Lenina has been hanging around for so long and I didn't want to pay top dollar for it. 
Well, I am glad to hear that it was blue skies for Michelle's wedding. Yeah, it did look like a beautiful day. Now, Michelle wore a custom Jane Hill bridal dress, and this dress was form-fitting with a slit at the front and very long sheer lace sleeves. Now, Michelle did work with the brand in the lead-up to the wedding, but it's unclear what the partnership actually involved, whether the dress was gifted. She also had a second dress, which was a short mini dress, and it was a lot easier to get around in, I'm sure, when she was doing her first dance. I see a lot of people having two dresses at their weddings but for me if I pay all this money for one dress I want to wear it the whole time yeah because there's only limited time that you actually get to wear this thing for now Michelle's co-founder of shameless Zara McDonald was a bridesmaid along with Michelle's sisters and also Mitch's sister and they wore these stunning white midi dresses in varying styles and I really like the fact that they were different styles I feel like this is really clever I feel like I'm not that good though at picking different dresses for people I feel like you've got to spend a lot of time working out what looks good on people mm. I do I do like the whole white bridesmaids dresses as well I think it looks really cool I know it used to be very taboo yeah and Michelle did utilize the services of a wedding planner and stylist called the nuptials collective and their reception was also held at the half acre Melbourne it looked stunning. I loved their flowers. They were very bright and really stood out from the white dresses mm. and the white theme that was going on. I feel like a lot of influencers have been having the saxophone player at their reception. Yeah, that's the <laughs> in thing at the moment. I feel like that's when you know an event is at another level, another money level perhaps. <laughs> I know that Victoria Divine had saxophone players as well. They're all the rage. I think, I think it was Laura Henshaw who I first saw have one oh. at her wedding. Maybe they've just passed around the details of this like yeah, one maybe. dude with a saxophone. Well, just like Michelle's hens, I noticed there were a lot of famous faces at the wedding. One of those who we touched on earlier today was Olivia Rogers. And there was also one half of the kick team there that we spoke about, Laura Henshaw. Steph Claire Smith wasn't in attendance, but I wasn't surprised because Michelle didn't go to Steph Claire Smith's wedding. So it's that- a bit tick for tat. Like, well... Maybe they're just not as close as she is with Laura. That is a rule. I feel like if someone doesn't invite you to their wedding, you don't invite them to yours. It'd be a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. The Blue Tick Brigade was also in full force on Michelle's Instagram photo. So Steph Claire Smith shared her congratulations to the couple. Brooke Hogan also commented on it, as well as Erin Holland, Melissa Leong, DJ Tiger Lily, Matt Agnew, Lana Wilkinson, Tully Smythe, Brooke Jowett. Tegan Martin, Anna McAvoy, and Emma Hawkins. I feel like most of these people have been guests on Michelle and Zara's podcast, so it does make sense. I was surprised to see Mamma Mia Out Loud host Holly Wainwright comment because Shameless have never spoken very highly about their former workplace. So it did surprise me. Mm, Well, that's just Holly being just above all the drama, isn't it? I love Holly Wainwright. Well, I noticed one of the shameless employees actually shared photos and videos from the wedding before Michelle and Mitch had done their post. I feel like this is a real no-no. Like, I feel like it's this unspoken etiquette that you can share stuff at after. a wedding after. I-, I feel like, especially if they've said it's one of the switched off weddings. I also think particularly because this couple is high profile, yeah. there's like an even bigger set of rules. And she shared photos of the table settings as well as the couple arriving and their first dance and I wonder if she thought it was okay because Michelle was in a second dress so it wasn't the moment of the first dress well I suppose we we don't know what Michelle said she might have told people to post but I don't think so because I think her close friends knew what the etiquette was 
She I called be, it Bella Valeris, didn't she? She did. <laughs> and I would be pissed off, especially if this is someone that works for you. There'd be this awkward thing where you don't want to blast them because mm. you don't want to be a dickhead. But at the same time, you're just disappointed. Yeah. Oh, I got tags! Following Mitch Orville's announcement that he's back on social media, the father of two has been popping up on some familiar faces' Instagram accounts. Amy, what is going on? Well, late last week, Mitch popped up on an Instagram story with Kurt Teals of all people, who is, of course, Sarah's day's husband. And the story was actually shared by Kurt's friend, Brenton Parks, who was, he was on Big Brother briefly. And he's also been on their podcast. Yeah, he's a good Sarah friend of theirs. has been on maternity leave. So this photo was then reshared by Kurt. The caption read, yeah, the dads. And so Kurt and Brenton are currently on a boys fishing trip to celebrate Sarah's dad's birthday. But I just thought I never knew they were friends with Mitch. I have heard them speak about him on their podcast. I think they must have met at an event. It doesn't really surprise me because I feel like they both live very similar mantras about health and fitness well, and perhaps vaccinations. And- well, think of their backgrounds. They're both in high profile Instagram relationships. Both have spoken about their battle with drugs and both have talked about finding mm. God and being religious. So this is a sort of best friend relationship just happening right in front of our eyes yeah well i'm very confused about sarah's day's dad's trip it all seems pretty random because kurt was previously on a two-week work trip where he was filming the melbourne cup not that we'd know if you watch sarah's youtube channel or follow her instagram (laughs) yeah she hasn't been happy about it he has been absolutely copping it like i do feel for sarah having to look after their two kids but he is actually working yeah but again He's sort of leaving her high and dry with the kids. It would be, but the thing is, that's why I'm so surprised that he's going on this trip with her dad because she's like, oh, it's okay because he is going on a holiday with my dad. What the fuck? Well, he's been back for a week and he's going on a two week holiday but with your dad. The thing that I find odd is, okay, so her dad's called Colin. It was Colin's 60th Colin. birthday last year because remember Sarah bought him that Aston Martin, yeah. the really flash car. So they're then having this trip a year later. I reckon it's because of COVID. Well, a few people have pointed out on Tattle Life, there's speculation growing that perhaps this is a holiday organized by their church because the appearance Mm. of Mitch Orville, who's, you know, he's into God now. Into God now. Well, you know, he's saying he's he's found his religion. He's found God. And then there's also Jai, who works for Kurt, who's part of the church. He's popped up on the trip. Surely Jai's not friends with her dad. Well, that's why it's odd. Why is yeah, he there at this fishing trip? Just to point out, I don't think Mitch Orville is actually on the fishing trip. It's because Kurt and Brenton were driving through the Gold Coast, which is where Mitch lives. So they must have thought it was an opportune moment to catch up. But wouldn't that make more sense if it was some sort of shindig organized by the church? Well, there's nothing wrong with it no, if there is, there's but it's wrong, just very but random. It's just, it's just, it's so random. Why also are there only men that are allowed on this 60th birthday trip? It sounds like it's a Bucks party or something. Well, it's a fishing trip. So probably oh, okay. none of the wives or girlfriends wanted to go on the fishing trip. Well, it's really odd because Mitch Orville has now popped up again on one of my favorite influencers' Instagram <laughs> accounts, Steph Claire Smith. So, well, actually her husband, well, her so husband, Josh posted yeah, about him. Yeah, so Josh Miller shared a picture where he and Steph were alongside Mitch and he wrote, family holidays equals cup very full. So they're obviously in the Gold Coast right now. There was also another photo of Mitch and Josh running together because remember Mitch did that run club? Yeah, he was running three Ks a day. Mm. I just find it so interesting that in the space of a few weeks since Mitch has announced that he's back on social media, that there's all these high up blue ticks Mm. who are happy to share photos with him. 
where were they when he was copying shit for being an anti-vaxxer? Because I feel like it was they were very much following their PR advice and not wanting to be seen dead next to him. Well, with Steph and Josh, I have seen them posting a lot about their friendship with Mitch in the past. However, as you said, I feel like it would have been a really bad PR move for any high-profile influencer to be sharing content alongside Mitch and Chloe during that period of time. It is interesting that he has been featured on two very high-profile influencers' accounts since it seems like the influencer community is getting behind him. Well, it's very clever on Mitch's behalf because if you sit there and you see your favorite influencers befriending him again, acting like nothing's happened, then you feel more inclined to want to follow him, engage with his content, buy his products, fill Mm. his pockets with money. Well, we know that Mitch is coming back to social media. And as we said, he's found God. He may genuinely want to share on social media in a positive way. And I feel like everyone does deserve a second chance. So I'm not going to judge Mitch until I start seeing some of his content. I do hope we start to see the lovable Mitch, which was pre-pandemic. So you just never know what's going to happen. Well, Mamma Mia did this great segment about what do we do with all of the influences that we cancelled during the pandemic? How do <laughs> yeah. we feel towards them? And I loved it because Mia Friedman was saying that you just, you keep it at the back of your mind. You still mm. remember that they screwed everyone over by not wanting to mm. get vaccinated. You always remember it, but they can still coexist in society. Do you, do you ever feel sorry for them though? Because a lot of no. them would have been very much manipulated by stuff they read online. Yes, but then they were also spruiking that rhetoric to very impressionable people during a very serious time. I think that a lot of people think, oh, the pandemic's over. There's rising cases at the moment and someone who has been absolutely struck down by COVID – I am two. I'm over two weeks since I had COVID. Look, when you I say still, struck down, you haven't been hospitalised or anything. No, I haven't but been it was hospitalised. Worse but than a cold. As people, as listeners can hear, my voice is terrible. I've got a severe cough. I can't fall asleep at night. I've got this. You know, there's long COVID is a reality mm. for a lot of people, and I think that people are forgetting that COVID's actually a thing. If I wasn't vaccinated, yeah, I have asthma. I could have died. I know. I know. It is very serious, and I totally we'll move away from this though because yeah. a lot of reviews during pandemic was sick of us talking I think everyone's about sick of talking about COVID but as you said people with long COVID there needs to be more of a discussion on that and it's it is a reality now on that note I think that is all we have time for today thank you so much for joining us for today's episode it was recorded on the traditional land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains we pay respects to elders past and present and if you have enjoyed today's show we would absolutely love it if you could please make sure you are subscribed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also leave us a nice review. I do check these later. Please at night. make Sophie's day. 